Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 161st recording of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. So... Sandy, we've been playing a lot of this new, not relatively new game lately. It's a free-to-play game called Fortnite, and we we both finally got our first wins in solo, right? Yeah. So Fortnite, you, you, what is, what is Fortnite? Um, so there. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You, you no, no. You tell. You you say. I thought you were asking me, but but I get. Uh, I get what that is, yeah. What is for, for the listeners? What who don't is know. Fortnite? Um, Fortnite is this battle royale game. Uh, that, like Reza said, is free to play. Um, the whole sort of game type of what Battle Royale is, is, uh, you versus everyone else on a single map. And it's yep. sort of, uh, Hunger Games esque type thing where you have to fight each other and kill each other, and the last person or team standing wins. Um, yeah. And it's also funny enough, similarly to Hunger Games, there's a an ever ever enclosing like Mister Fog, and so right. the battlefield starts out really big, and then every few minutes, uh, there's like concentric circles that really it's, it's rather just one circle that gets smaller and smaller and smaller, so it, so it forces the action uh, to to concentrate in a place uh, much smaller than the original map. That way, the games don't take forever. Like you're not hiding. For the entire right. game. It can eventually um, end. Yeah. Now, similar to another very popular game called uh, Rocket League, uh, it's very easy to pick up. Um, really great art style, super cartoony, um, really defi- like def- definitive and uh, singular art style. N- not really too many other games on the market that look like it um, and play and sound like it. Um, has a really uh, funny personality. Uh, yeah. But there's a very high skill ceiling, so yeah. it's yeah, it's almost a, it's almost a, like an exponential uh, skill ceiling. I think where in the beginning um, you can you can get the movement down. You know that, that's pretty similar. Like all of the game mechanics are relatively easy to pick up if you weren't fighting other people. Um, but once you introduce the combat aspect of things you can you can really start to see that there are major gradations of, of skill and i know reza you and i we've struggled at this game for a long time yeah so real quick the other unique thing about this game fortnite because there are other battle royale games that are out there that have come before fortnite this one is interesting because it has this build mechanic where you can basically build um one of four um very basic pieces so you can build just a flat platform beneath you you can build a flat wall. You can build uh, a ramp, so at a, a flat wall at a 45-degree angle, and you can kind of build this little pyramid structure. And you can kind of modify those so you can make them a little bit smaller or uh, than, than what their default sizes are. But that's it for the most part. And the build is is nearly instantaneous where if you put up this wall, it, it, it shows up immediately in front of you. And over a few seconds, it increases itself in health where it's becomes this you know, fully built structure. So 
say you're getting shot at, you can put up this wall, but if somebody shoots it immediately after putting it up, it falls down. But if you put this wall up and you, and it can, it, it can take the, say, five seconds or so to build itself completely, then it has a decent amount of health and it could withstand a lot more shots. But that's the thing that really makes this game unique. And I think that's the thing that sets this, uh, sets the greater players apart from the, uh, the lesser players. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is certainly a, an aspect of the, of the game that makes it unique. Um, balancing the build mechanic where you try and build a little fort, um, and protect yourself from the sort of aggression of other players versus meeting them with, uh, your own set of weapons and try to take them down as quickly as possible. Yeah. So I, th- I want to say the thing, the thing that I like about this game a lot is that you can come from it from a different, from a number of different play styles. You know, if you're a newer player, you're going to be a lot more apprehensive to jump because, uh, the, the, the map, the play area consists of like a few larger towns, but then a lot of wilderness. Mm-hmm. And in, and when and when you jump from this, well, it's, it's actually not a plane; it's a, it's a flying bus. When you jump from this bus, you you all hundred people are cramped together on this bus, and you can jump over the path that this bus is taking into the into the play area, and you can land where pretty much wherever you want from wherever the bus uh, from uh, the path of the bus, and there are going to be weapons scattered about, and there are not going to be very many weapons scattered in the wilderness, but there are going to be a lot more weapons in the cities in the towns. And so the very popular places are going to be those towns. Those are going to be the popular places to jump. So, of course, if you're a newer player, you might be a little more apprehensive to jump there because you might die almost immediately after landing because somebody's going to have a gun before you. They might just be better than you. So you might opt for a a, a landing zone where pretty much no one else is going to be because there's not going to be any any potential loot in those areas. And if you do that, you can play very slowly. But by the time you get to the end, you know, you might last to like the final five people. But... Once, once you realize, oh, you don't have any weapons or you don't have any building materials, then you, then you're in a bit of trouble because everybody else's might, might be, uh, loaded to the teeth with, uh, with, with high quality weapons. So there's certainly a bit of a balance. Um, you know, like you were mentioning earlier, the offensive play styles from certain players, the people who are, people who are aggressive as well as the defensive styles. If you're going to set up bases, maybe put some traps in and whatnot. Um, what, what play style are you opting for right now? Uh, aggression. Uh, okay. So I've just realized that a lot of like you'll more often than not bump into players who do not want to engage with you. Yeah. Um, the issue, is, like you said, is it all starts with the drop and deciding very quickly where you're going to play. Now, you and I, when we play together in this game mode called duos, which is two man teams, uh, upwards of obviously 50 max two man teams. We usually do a pretty good job of deciding where we're going to drop, and I think you and I are still working on the meta game aspect of dropping in correctly. Um, I think yeah. we've, we've I think we've gotten better. Uh, oh, however, a whole lot better. But you'll see a lot of players um, just enter the map a lot faster. So the uh, the idea being that you jump out of a a, a school bus in a sense. Um, and then you're free falling, like skydiving onto the map. And then at a certain point, the game deploys a shoot for you. And then you have to manage sort of getting your boots on the ground in order to start collecting supplies and weapons. Um, I think we've learned certain ways to get our, you know, get our feet on the ground faster. But, you know, all that being said, 
it's still not a it's still not a perfected science um but we're definitely getting better about our in like our sort of first mover sort of strategies especially targeting certain aspects of the town that we know are going to be popular but also we feel we're better suited to uh to deal with now i know originally we used to like to jump into the same house um and while you would have to split the the loot that would be in those houses at least you'd feel safer knowing that your buddy was there and i think now we've started to increase the distance just a touch where you'll be in one house i'll be in the other house and it'll just be like all right you get what you need i'll try and get what i need and if one of us hears footsteps and we're not ready to engage the other person just comes sprinting over it is the there is the uh, the risk that you take with separating, but I think in the beginning it, it works. Um, and then knowing, I mean, you know how I like to play a lot of these games. Um, I like to push people early so that they a get flustered, or b when they start do start to spend their resources and build these fortifications really quickly, they either can't build as high as they want, um, or they. Uh, they're just not able to maneuver that quickly because, you know, they probably haven't uh, reset their their pack right or whatever, or you know, you know, the, their guns are in the wrong place or whatever. So that's that's yeah, usually absolutely. my intention. Yeah, it it's really interesting to to learn over time. It's a little frustrating at the beginning, I think, because like you mentioned, there is a super high skill ceiling, but for the most part, you're not going to encounter those those types of players who are just absurdly good at this game now you can play this on well i guess it's three different platforms you can play it on the pc you can play on the xbox and the ps4 the xbox one and the ps4 mm -hmm. um the pc i think has by far the high skilled community because there's just a lot more control that you have with the mouse and Agreed. keyboard. the game also processes a lot faster so um doing things like normal combat right when you play a first person shooter all you have to do is worry about like shooting switching your weapons that's about it. In this game, you have some menu slots. So I think you have five menu menu slots. And you can put anything in there from healing items to your weapons, uh, grenades. And on the console, you can only swap weapon to weapon, right? You can only do one, two, three, four, five. You can't, you can't go from one to four. You have to go through one, two, three to four because you can't just like put a hot key to every single one of those. But on a PC, you know, you have so many keys on the keyboard that... All you have to do is tap the number four if you're trying to go from item slot one to item slot four. Additionally, when you want to build, you can just set hotkeys to the build up, the build, um, I guess the build platform or whatever you want to call it, the, the wall, the ramp. On the console, you have to switch to the building um, set of controls. Then you have to switch to the, to the building item that you want to build, and then you have to use it. On the PC, it's almost instant. But on the console, there's a lot of a delay. There's a bit of a delay when it comes to when it comes to doing that. So I think that's where a lot of the skill scene comes, or the 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 high skilled players are able to do that instantly on a PC, whereas you just can't even do that on a console. Um, but uh, I think like just jumping right and and landing in a city and trying to deal with other teams with other people uh, can be can be a bit of uh, annoying at the beginning, especially if you're playing with other people. Because you can either play in solos where everyone, it's every man for himself. You can play, like you said, duos, or you can play squads where it's uh, groups of up to four people per squad. And the, uh, I want to say, I want to say doing duos is probably the hardest. Would you agree? Why is that? I mean, why is that? 
I think I feel like in I feel like in duos you you just tend to run into two competent players. You know, pe- they're they're usually hip to hip. They're ready. They're ready for whatever happens because. Like this is assume this is not after landing, right? So let's just say this is after everyone's geared up and you're moving around, you're doing stuff, right? So at this point, you have two people to worry about. So you can't really like when you engage somebody in solos, you don't have to worry about being shot at by anybody else other than the guy who's in front of your crosshairs, unless there's a third party who decides to join the fight. In duos, you always have to worry about the other te- the other person's teammate. You have to be conscious of the fact that if I'm shooting one person, I'm probably going to be getting shot back by the other guy. And if you don't know where that other guy is, it's constantly in the back of your mind. In squads, I just feel like in squads, people are just a little bit more casual. They're just a little bit, they're not, they're not playing it seriously. So I think that's Mm -hmm. why I think squads is a little easier. It also helps that you have three other people there to help you out. So, you know, you can kind of, you can't, I mean, we haven't really done too much squads overall, but I feel like, you know, from, from what I've seen on, on Twitch, which is probably not the best uh, sample area, the, the the best place for me to look up, uh, you know, normal squad gameplay. They're just there. You can be carried a bit more by your other t- by your other teammates. You could be a bit more reckless, like Hutch. Yeah, um, I think uh, between the two of us, I definitely uh, show more Hutch tendencies. When you think so, I, I think so. I think I'm pushing. Well, I'm. I'm aiming to push uh, faster than you are. I'm not saying you're not um, doing that. I'm just saying that my almost natural state is, you see, let's push. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a wall. I'm going. Like, wait, wait, Sandy, yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not with you. I'm I'm in a valley. I'm stuck. Just, yeah. just give me a second. Sandy's like, like uh, can't hear you. Can't hear the you. It's too late. It's too loud on my ears. Too late. I've committed. Um, it's So let's talk about our recent solo game success so you and i have usually we'll wait until the other person is on so we can play together but recently uh because i think we've dedicated more attention to this game away from say the call of duty world war ii game um you and i have also been playing some solo games um i i have played solo games in the past not too much success i mean it looks like last night's number said that i've played 50 games of solo um and i've placed in the top 25 22 times mm-hmm. i've placed in the top 10 i want to say like 15 times and i've won three games so a six percent win rate it's not bad that's pretty good yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's not bad at all um i only have one win i haven't played very much solos i'm not sure what my numbers are on that one but I know that it's probably less than 30. Um, okay. I don't know how many hours I have total in this game, but it's certainly nowhere near what some of those streamers have, which is, it, it's it's amazing when you can see, when you see people who play these games, uh, let's say 12 hours a day, every day, mm-hmm. like those numbers, those numbers shoot up really fast. This game, I don't know how long it's been out, but it's only been a, a few months and there are people who have like a month's worth of playtime on this game. It's oh absurd. yeah, some people are saying like, "Oh, I have three hundred hours. I haven't really been playing that much." Other people are like, "Oh, I'm at eight hundred hours." Um, it's a, uh, it's a good bit. It really is a good bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah. So how is your uh, 
your solo experience been recently? Yeah, so you were the first one out of both of us, right? Yeah, the solo win that I had was just kind of um, I just I just signed on just to play a game, just to kill a little bit of time real fast, and mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to win. I in fact like I started the game, and then I think I was I was uh I was cooking something, and I had to I had to like take it off the burner or something like that. So I just got caught up in in, in the moment, or just caught up in real life. And so when, by the time I returned to the to the couch, I had been kicked off the bus because it reached the end of the line. So I was last to I was like the last person to land in the area, but I got lucky, I guess. Got got a few got a few early kills. Once you once you once you kind of claim the town, like the, the, your landing location, you, you, you've pretty much looted the entire city. So let's say, let's say five people landed the town, right? And you kill two, you kill two people. And those two people had already killed the other three people that were there and they had already looted those bodies. Then you've basically, you've effectively looted five people and, and the entire town. So at this point, you know, you got a decent amount of gear. And you just start running, you start running toward the next circle because like Sandy was saying at the beginning, if you don't run, if you don't make your way to the next circle, you're going to get caught in the storm. And the storm at the beginning will take, it'll take away your health over time. Um, at the beginning, it's not too bad. It's like maybe one point of damage per, per two seconds. But at the later stages of the game, it can be like five to 10 points of health. I actually don't know because I never really gotten caught in it at that point, but. It's, it's very significant to the point that you do not want to be in it in any way at all. And so you start making your way toward the circle. You're kind of running through the wilderness. So you got to keep your head on the swivel because everybody else is running to the circle and you don't know where everybody else is coming from. You can kind of have a general idea based on the locations of the cities, the more populated towns. But some people do like to pot, to jump to those non-populated areas because they want to survive a bit longer than, than, uh, than they otherwise would have if they were to jump in a populated area. So I think I start, I start running, I kill a couple of people, eventually work my way down to like the final three. And so the third guy, the, the second to last guy, I got in this really long battle with him. And it's because I kind of suck with the grenade launcher. <laughs> um, as you know, Sandy, but the listeners might not know, the grenade launcher is very useful for destroying bases. So you can shoot like six grenades at a time pretty quickly and you can pretty much destroy the base of any uh, structure that people have built. And once you destroy the base, everything, anything that's built above comes collapsing down too. Yeah. But so this guy didn't have like a base, but he was putting up walls to protect himself. And I wasn't able to get consistent shots with the grenade launcher in the area where he was because he had a lot of like random little uh, pieces sticking out this way and that way. And I'm just not very good with the grenade launcher. So I was able to destroy most of the base, but I had like 30 grenades and you can only shoot six at a time. So I had to reload uh, I guess f- five or six times during this battle with this grenade launcher and I couldn't, I couldn't hit him. Um, but I did get a lot of shots on him with my assault rifle, but he did the same thing to me. And by the time I finished this battle, like before, like he had, let's say like one shot left. I was, I was certainly was going to die to one bullet. I had, I had like five health. Um, so what the, the thing that I had going for me was I was a little bit more inside the circle and he was right on the border of the circle. And, the uh the storm started to close in on him and he had to move and he couldn't put up he couldn't build um protect he couldn't build cover to protect himself so i just i just killed him like you know because he was running in the open and i was able to heal up and put put up a, a large structure because i had a ton of building materials at this point so i put up a, i put up a base i spot the last guy i start taking some shots at him and he just like 
uh, I, I quickly realized how useful the scar is at just destroying bases because I didn't have any grenades left, but I didn't need them because he just, he wasn't building to the same level that the other guy was. So he just, he just kind of stood there and took it and died. And that was the end. Um, and that was kind of like, that was one of the last times I played solo. So I did play just this morning. I got third place, which was very unfortunate. Um, I know how I should have played better, but, uh, you know, it's, it's always a learning experience. Like today, basically what happened was I, I had, I'd started shooting at somebody who didn't know that I was there. He, he was able to return and get some shots at me. Uh, I didn't have very much health coming into this fight, so I had to back off. And I thought I was behind the hill and he wasn't going to be able to see me anymore. And when I crouched down, I was about to start healing myself. He just shot my head and that was it. I should have just put up a wall. Like there was no reason for me to not put a wall. He knew that I was there. Um, and it, it wouldn't have mattered whether or not he shot my wall. I could have just run backwards and healed and, and figured out another way to take the battle to him. But, um, you know, you just learn over time. You, you, you get better. What about you? Yeah, you, you absolutely you have, do. You, you have, you have three wins. Are all of them like similar aggression levels, like similar kill counts? Um, yeah. So they're, they range from seven to nine kills. I'm going to pull up my videos just qu really quickly, just so I can get a <laughs> sense of what they're doing. Right. So the first, this first game where I got nine kills, I landed in Pleasant Park, um, the top left corner. It's like a really big neighborhood with a lot of buildings. And I was able to pick up a blue bolt action really quickly. And I just started camping the top, sort of the northwest corner of the map, because I knew a lot of people had jumped it. Uh, there, were, there was a guy running into my house that when I peeked over the roof, he literally 180 and ran back into his own house. I tried to shoot him, missed. Um, and then with all of the commotion, this other person came running in towards his house and then started backing up onto a hill outside of town. And just as they turned to me, I shot him in the head. Um, well, I think it was a body shot, actually. And they died. And then literally maybe two seconds later, the guy that had run to me before appeared on the opposite building's roof. And then I headshot him. Out of the nine kills that I got, I think six or seven were headshots. Um, I had a couple of, I killed two people in a bush uh, as they were uh, sort of inching their way or hiding as the circles got smaller. And then I was able to rush another small base. So I, there was one encounter where... They were going at each other with scars, and they had built these little, like, uh, two-story bases, if you will. <clears throat> and they, I let them fight. I was sort of hiding behind a tree, waiting for them to finish. And then once one of the guys took the other person down and started looting, I rushed out from behind the tree, and I could see him starting to heal in the in the base again. He did. They sort of jumped back into the base and healed. I just built a, a ramp really quickly, and I used a, uh, a silenced pistol, and I just started like you know going right at their head. Yeah. Died. Picked up all their stuff. Um, I'm on the top of the hill, like a small hill near. I think it was Wailing Woods or something, somewhere in the top right of the game, wherever that is. And um, that's what that's where my first game finished actually too. The top, the very top right. Yeah. So we're getting there, and I see this person starting to engage me in, in a log cabin. So I just took, I, I went back and got a uh, a snowball launcher, and just started peppering the house. And next thing you know, that that the house doesn't exist, and that guy doesn't exist anymore. So I ran <laughs> down. I took a golden rocket launcher from him. There's probably about four people left at this point, 
and then I'm just starting to just fight my way in. A couple of people are on the edge of the map, so I just use a silence pistol to not give away my position. I just also feel like if you swap two, like you can, I like to keep uh, either a shotgun or an assault rifle out, and then swap to the silence pistol because the noise it makes when you swap to a silence pistol is the the lowest I think compared to everything else. I was doing some testing with the uh, the MP5, the silenced SMG, and it still makes a, a pretty audible click noise um but the pistol makes this the smallest click noise so that's what i like to do um and then at the end near some trees i build a base he had already had a base he charges me i jump out we're, we're dancing around a tree and then uh he flanks me with a shotgun i start panic building some walls but they happen to be the steel walls so <laughs> they're not too good i don't know if you saw the clip um, no, I haven't seen anything yet. I haven't really been. I haven't really uh, signed on to the Xbox to um, like myself to actually see anything. So gotcha. And then, uh, so I start panic building some steel walls. He knocks all of them down because he has a golden scar. And then I quickly swap to some wood. But instead of building like you know corners things that I like to do, I just put walls literally like one in front of the other in front of the other, so that they're, yeah, they're all good. one story low walls. Right. And then I'm realizing that I'm actually backing up into the storm and the circles are coming in. So I see him back off a little bit and then I pull out my sniper rifle. He's got his sniper rifle out too. He's peeking me and then uh, I just hit him in the head. So that was that was a big wow. win. Um, the second one, similar situation uh, in the beginning. Um, just finishing off people with shotguns inside. Uh, pretty uh, Pretty standard. And then as I got to about six kills with two people left, we're in an open area and I'm chasing him and he's already got a really well-established base, like a super well-established wooden base. And it looks like I've got a golden scar, a purple shotgun, blue bolt, and uh, uh, like a golden uh, rocket launcher. So I'm just trying to see where he is. Uh, I don't see him, so I build up. Um... And then uh, I can see him like starting to finish off some of the bills. And then I fire off uh, a rocket at him to let him know that I'm coming. Um, I sort of lose him for a second. And then I build up. So I try to take the high ground. But then I can't see him. And he starts shooting at me. Uh, and then lastly, I just sort of jump off. And I'm ADSed. And he had peeked a corner. And I shot him. And I guess he was just really weak. Because I had shot a rocket at him at one point. But... I don't have I don't do a good job of noticing what the uh, the damage output is with a rocket. Um, with guns, you sort of understand. You can see like the blue numbers pop off um, if they have a shield, and then the white if it's their health. However, with rockets, I think because of the resulting explosion, I usually can't see the, the damage. So I thought I hit him in the body. I I didn't know how much damage I had actually done to him. But when he had peeked the corner with the scar, it was one shot to the body, and I and I won the game. I see. Yeah, um, and last yeah last night's game, which was just I just wanted to see what the challenge was, um, and it just said like get two SMG kills. So I picked up a white silence SMG and I killed one person with it. He was hiding underneath the, ch the stairs. He had no idea what was going on, and then uh, picked up a, his green SMG, killed somebody else, and I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm done the daily challenge. Let me just see how far I can go with this. And next thing you know, there's two people left. I've killed seven people. I built a really, really high um, 
brick base, but he started also building a really, really high brick base. And so we were counter building bases against each other. But I was like, you know what? Let me, let me go back, the, go out the back. So I built a door in one of the, the back walls. I hop out and then I saw him hop out of his base too because there was, I guess, a supply drop that he really wanted. And my weapons weren't that good. I mean, I had a golden scar with 400 plus rounds, but really just a green SMG, a white pump, and like a blue bolt. So it's, I'm not really like super ready for this fight or whatever. I didn't have any shield. I only had 100 health. And so I see him starting to build like a long row of steel walls. Which didn't really help his case because you can see through it much longer than you than say a wooden wall. I see him build it, and it's only one level high. I build a, a diagonal wall into it, and then I just jump up and I and I kill him. And it was I was like, oh, I guess you know, one game tonight, and I get the win, and I just signed off afterward. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's a there's a new skin, so they do these like cosm. There's like a whole shop where. You can spend real money to buy clothing and you know tools and such for the game. And there's this one this week um, that people are half excited about and half in arms about because it would cost you twenty dollars to buy it. Um, I'm trying to find out what the name is really quick. It's called the Raptor. Mm. It's basically a guy in a yellow ski mask, sort of like a leather jacket. And a backpack with a headset and like a shotgun shells around, like a, like a bandolier style. Yeah, and it's a really cool um, skin, but it costs two thousand V bucks. In order for you to buy something that costs two thousand V bucks, you have to spend twenty real dollars. And it's the weekly item. Um, so people are a little up in arms about it because they say you know twenty dollars is a lot, but then other people are saying, well. It's going to be considered a legendary skin. Not a lot of people will be spending $20 on a skin for this game. So when you see it, it'll be a rare sighting, which gives people who do have the uh, the funds to buy it uh, something to right. really hang their hat on. So uh, how do you feel about that stuff? Because there are a lot of, you know, this is, this has kind of been a common thing with uh, with games these days. And... I want to say with the free, this is a free to play game. So most like in free to, in free to play games, the way they get their money, you know, the game is free to play. You don't have to spend any money and you can do just about anything else that anybody else can do. Now there's variations of, of microtransactions, but in this particular game, you can't, you can't buy any shortcuts to victory. So you can't buy any new weapons that you only have access to that make you better or stronger than anybody else in the game. So. Uh, you know, that's out in this game. It's all cosmetic stuff only. It's just outfits. It doesn't impact the game in any way. It's not like the outfits make you invisible. <laughs> you know, there's no stealth camo outfit. So to me, this doesn't, this doesn't really bother me. I have issues. I have issues with paid games that have microtransactions. I don't, I don't like paid games that, uh, have shortcuts to victories, kind of like what Star Wars Battlefront 2 is doing. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't really, pl- I don't really play these types of games, the free-to-play games that have shortcuts to victory. Those are generally the the cell phone apps. I don't play those, but I don't. I'm not a fan of those as well. Um, I feel like I feel like this is a very non-gray area for me. Like I'm, I'm I don't I don't care one way or the other with this. Um, I think it depends on what we're selling. Even if you're in a fully paid game, if you're gonna have cosmetic items for sale, I'm totally okay with that. I love yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, I've never spent 
Well, that's a lie. I've spent like one or two dollars like making my Xbox avatar have a have an item like like eight years ago. <laughs> but I don't think I've spent like you. I don't think I've either spent money on cosmetic items in a paid game or free to play yeah. game ever. Right. Um, I won't lie. Seeing that Raptor skin was like, oh, I would love to have that. I just know that my skill set uh, does not warn me owning something that uh, would make it seem like I have that. But that could also be like a psyops type of thing. Like if you saw somebody with this skin, uh, mm-hmm. that might make you think twice about uh, going up against them. Exactly. So because they they play this game enough that they felt like that twenty dollars was worth it. It's it's very possible. Um, but the game makes real- it very clear though that all of the game all of the items that they're selling provide mm-hmm. no um, no game uh, like advantage of any kind. Right. So I'm okay with people who want to spend money because you know it's just an alternative revenue stream for these companies and. You know, it's it's not easy making these games. Uh, I don't think, you know, it'd be nice if you could grind out V-Bucks, like the in-game currency to buy this stuff. Yeah, I agree but, with um, that. Um, which you can do if you buy the PvE. Um, so if you spend <laughs> exactly. $40 and you buy the main game, um, they give you challenges where you can win, like, 50, you can earn 50 V-Bucks a day doing a daily. And then there's, like, a lot of other things that you can do. Excuse me. So... In the beginning, people were saying, like, oh, I've earned, like, 10,000 V-Bucks at this point, and I'll spend it on skins either in the PvE solo, sort of the PvE campaign or the BR campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that were the case, it'd be like, oh, okay, well, that's good to know, because then you and I can try out the, uh, the PvE game and then um, use that money to buy cool skins in the BR. Right. But because the PVE game is going to be free at some point this year, I don't know if I want to spend money on it. Exactly. Because they, I mean, they, they, they told us that it's going to be free. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's going to be worth, uh, worth spending the money on. That being said, I don't know if they're going to change some game mechanics. Uh, I don't know if they're going to change game mechanics if, uh, if they make it free and you're, are you still going to be able to earn the V-Bucks? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's definitely very interesting. I will say I forgot to mention one other, um, I guess acquisition of of cosmetic items is the loot box, the loot box um, style, and I hate those. The ones where it's so if anyone who plays Call of Duty or or even Overwatch, I think even I think Star Wars Battlefront had it this way too. Basically, what they do is you through through in game through gameplay like by playing the game enough. You can earn enough in-game currency to open up these little um, uh, loot crates, and inside the loot crate has uh, three random items, and those three those three random items can be you know there there are some items that are common that that'll show up you know it's not that big of a deal. There's some items that are super rare, and maybe there's only like a point zero zero one percent chance of earning that item, and in many instances you can also earn these boxes by paying real money for them. So in Call of Duty Black Ops 3, when the game first came out, they said that there was going to be no weapons inside of these loot boxes. And eventually, they just started putting weapons in left and right. And the, the problem was that, say there was a gun that came out, right? And I really wanted to play with that gun. I had no way of actually buying that gun with cash. I couldn't say, okay, I find that I find that weapon completely worth it. I want to spend 5, 10, 20, 30, whatever dollars I value that, that item at. 
to get it, the only way to earn it is by by getting these supply drops, these loot boxes. And so you could spend hundreds of dollars and never get that item because it's so incredibly rare. And they don't tell you the percentage, the likelihood that you're that you are to earn these items. So, you know, Sandy might want that item too. And he might say, well, you know what? It's not really worth it to me. I'm just going to keep playing the game. And he earns it on his first box after it comes out because he just got lucky. And meanwhile, I spent, say, $500 on it and got nothing or at least not the item that I wanted. Like, I don't I don't I don't like that. I don't like I don't like being able to like wanting something and not being able to to purchase it with. You know, whatever the market values that item at. So that's what I like. That's what I like about this game. So like, all right, there's there's an outfit that you want. All right. No, pay $20 for it. and You can get it. That's it no randomness associated with it right um i mean if you have to publish the percentages of the possibility of winning stuff then mm-hmm. i guess that could help in some way um yeah i mean part of me is just saying like okay i understand why you feel the need to do this um my bigger concern is potentially with game i don't know if destiny is the right uh example to use for this but there is uh there are games out there that ship unfinished um and you can tell that the quote-unquote downloadable content that immediately follows a game yeah uh seems to be part of the main game and if you're going to charge extra for something like that that's where i start to get uh frustrated because you spent the full game full price on a game and to either not be able to deliver on all of the content that should be part of that now should is obviously a relative sounding yeah, word yeah, there of course um but uh that can be really frustrating um dlc as a whole i'm fine with yeah uh, what you're able to do is um extend the life of a game which is great and i'm yeah. also fine with as much as frustrating as it can be, loot boxes. I get it. I understand. Maybe it's just me, uh, just accepting where we're going in the gaming industry. Uh, I mean, I saw a lot of these company earnings, especially with Ubisoft. They published a report that said that in the last like two or three years, they've seen a, a precipitous increase in uh, how their revenue is coming in. And before, it used to be like single game purchases and a little bit of dlc and now it's basically all micro it's like over 50 percent microtransactions and that's just why wouldn't you exactly if Um, you're not doing it then you're missing out on a massive uh, a a huge portion of money that you could be earning for you and your investors yeah and a lot of times they're not in a position to argue where right you know they might not want to have this mechanic like a loot box or cosmetic items or DLC or microtransactions in their game, like a CD Project Red who makes uh, The Witcher. They're like, we're going to do solo. You're going to get everything. That's the way we do things. And a small studio like that, where they uh, they actually have a little bit of support from the Polish government as like a preferred company or whatever. They're, I mean, I know that they have ties with the... They have some sort of uh, relationship with the Polish government. Not to make it sound like... Uh, bad or anything i think they're just like one of those like better rated companies that get a lot of good press right um you know they have the opportunity to do so but for other companies where you know 
certain people are in charge of game and story and all that stuff and other people are in charge of the business sometimes the business decisions went out and you don't have a, a choice to input this and i think sometimes in these reddit comments or these you know chat rooms that, that gets lost a little bit that it's easy to just blame the entire company but sometimes even the creator of the company has lost control of that kind of stuff and yeah and wall street is, is pushing it and, and there's you you can't hate on the guy who's writing the game because not all the decisions are his to make anymore right i know I, I hear a lot of a lot of complaints about this loot box um and even the, the in general the might the microtransactions because all this stuff is relatively unregulated and so some people i think there's even a, a congressperson from hawaii that's pushing for regulations on how these these uh, microtransactions are can be advertised or sold to people so if it's going to be a loot box style of a system which is basically a, a slot machine right it's kind of like a slot machine at least um you pub you have to publish the the percentages that the, the odds of you actually earning that one item that you want if it's um and, and if not that just completely banning that type of system completely and just putting a one set price on the on the each of the items that that uh, that are being sold i think a lot of frustration from gamers comes from feeling like a game like like destiny 2 has a whole lot more um has a lot of like cool items in there which are pretty much all cosmetic i believe they have a lot of these cool items that are only accessible in this dlc store and the game itself feels unfinished or like at least it's not as much content as you would expect after the mishaps of destiny one so it's like you know fool me once shame on shame on me but fool me twice shame on you and when it comes to destiny three i'm not sure that they're going to have as many people um super hyped about the game because it seems like they've kind of fumbled they've kind of fumbled with their last two releases so I don't know. It's 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 an interesting thing, you know. When the game's when the game is very good and it has these DLC items, you know, I don't think really people many people complain or bat an eye. Really, it doesn't become mainstream. But when a game when a game it's not it's 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 far from perfect at release, and their their DLC store seems a lot more polished than the actual game itself. That's when people get really upset. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um... I will. I think I'd like to spend money on stuff where I knew that because you know me, I love personalizing stuff, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't mind spending on it if I know it's going to get "quote unquote" amortized uh, pretty uh, pretty well. Like there's uh, like all of our um, Call of Duty games, you know, that stuff gets amortized pretty uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, and by quickly, I mean not quickly, but you know what I mean. Like there's. There's a pretty yeah. uh, good chance of them getting amortized. Uh, with with Fortnite, I think it's still very early to say that. Um, you and I just bought the battle season battle pass, and I think I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm having a great time uh, with it in terms of that additional layer of what we're able to earn because we get a you know a couple of new things. Um, nothing's too crazy. You get a couple of emotes that you'll, I'll probably never use. Um, I know you're going for the, the dance, the floss dance. Yeah, cer- cer- certain dances, yeah. I mean, it's. I think. I think what it comes to is, um, with these free to play games, is are you getting, are you getting the value out of this game that you would have gotten out of a game that you would have paid sixty dollars for? And at least, I, I don't. I don't. I never have been able to say put a hard number on 
that that value of entertainment per per hour that but i will say for sure that i like the game a lot i don't really see myself quitting to quitting it anytime you know soon so yeah that ten dollars is is pretty quickly um i i I very quickly see that value and 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 just just the fact that i have put a little bit of money into it just makes me more likely to come back to it and play it because i feel like okay i've invested into this game a little bit let me let me keep going with it yeah um and that's how i feel even though it it cost me five dollars because i had the five dollar (laughs) balance yeah um but this is something where i think we'll still be playing when the season ends in a month Mm -hmm. and uh i think i might get the the second season or or the third season or whatever the next the next season yeah whatever it is battle pass day one um but i mean that's something that i would probably have to talk with you about because if for whatever reason you're not playing anymore then that'll really affect whether or not i'll play as well you get a yeah i will say that you and i I think both just because we are i don't want to say we're like old gamers or anything like that right but we're we're pretty damn close to 30 i think there's a kind of a new generation of gamers who've come up on different different types of games i mean the first the first 20 years of of gaming of my life i played so this would be from you know zero to 20 so by i think was 21 was the first time i played a game online um much of my gaming my gaming history comes from playing just single player games games with no dlc the game that you buy is the final game that's ever there's no updates to it it that's it um and within the last 10 years there's been a lot of changes where games get updated you know maybe there's a bug and they're able to fix it they're able to correct it but nowadays it seems like things things do get released on unfinished and you have like these day one dlc patches not dlc sorry these day one patches though where um, you know, you buy the game and you put the game in your, in your, in your Xbox and it goes, Oh, there's a 15 gigabyte download that has to be that you need to download before you can actually play this game because they kept working on the game after they, after they started uh, creating the discs. Um, I think you and I are a lot less likely to purchase anything in games, whether it's expansions or, um, cosmetic items like that, that, like you've mentioned before, I, I, I've never, I don't think I've ever spent money on a cosmetic item. You spent a dollar on cosmetic yeah. items. So, um, but there are, there are a lot of people out there who see, who don't even bat an eye about that. Like a dollar, that's, that's nothing. Five dollars, maybe they'll think about it a little bit, but that's still not that much. And it's just different, different mentalities, I think is, is the thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, uh, it'll just, it'll all depend on, like you said, how much utility you get out of it. If you and I, if we knew right now that we'd be playing this game until the end of the year, well, it's twenty bucks, right? Honestly, right. If it yeah. if it if it increases your enjoyment that much more, then go for it. Um, and I think that's you know it gives people the opportunity who uh, can spend that m- amount of money to do so, um, and then the, the the developers win as well. Um, but if we find out if they rather if they find out that not many people are buying it, then they'll drop the price. Um, it's uh, I'm all good for it. And and, and so far, because I know that this all started when you and I were itching to play the Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. But yeah. seeing as how that's been just uh, it's still stuck in I guess development sort of uh, limbo for for lack of a better phrase. And to see the almost at this point weekly updates to the game, it's 
we're there's a lot more of a lively community to this like this like this coming week there's a whole new like area of the map that they're introducing that'll change things a lot yeah it just seems really interesting so we'll uh we'll see we'll see yeah 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 it's it's been fun um i definitely I would definitely recommend people play it. Like you, like we mentioned before, it's it's free to play if you play, if you're interested in playing it on the PC. Um, the the demands on you, you don't you don't need a high end um, PC to play this game. And you know a lot of people when you when you typically think of a PC game, it's like oh you know turn up the graphics. You want max graphics. That's not really the case in this game. You know graphics graphics is very secondary. Like you mentioned at the beginning, it's a very cartoonish game. So. You know, getting higher resolution textures isn't really going to change things very much. And if it's going to impact, you know, the frame rate or the resolution, then you kind of want to tone those things down in, in favor of higher frame rate and, and higher resolution. So that way the game runs, you know, buttery smooth and you're able to react to players, you know, and actually react as quickly as you want. So, uh, definitely yeah. check it out. It's free, right? <laughs> it's free. Free is, free is good. Um, free, free to, free to play. Um, Maybe maybe you'll see there's a bit more utility out of it if you spend money the way we did, but um, at least for trying purposes, that's free. Free to play, not play to win. And I, uh, that certainly helps. Yeah. That, that certainly certainly helps, yeah. All right. Was well, there anything else you wanted to talk about, or should we just wrap it up here? No, I say we wrap it up right here. All right. All right, sounds good. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.